Welcome to Inner Peace with Dr. Reese, a program that can help you become liberated in the modern world. Now, here's your host, Dr. Kevin W. Reese. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode number 38 of the Inner Peace with Dr. Reese podcast. Today, I want to talk about secrets of the world and a term called syncretism. In order to do that properly, the best person to talk to is Santos Bonacci. Santos travels the world and gives seminars on syncretism with his whiteboard, talking about astrology and religion and minerals and health and electricity, and he puts it all together and makes it all available to the people. Today I have the pleasure of talking to Santos and I'm recording it through video, which I don't normally do. But when you record with Santos, <laughs> you need video because he, you never know if he's going to break out his trusty whiteboard and start doing sketches so that we can understand him better. This podcast, of course, is still available on all pod platforms, Apple, Spotify, Google, etc. Please go download and subscribe. But today, we have a video version with Santos Bonacci. Enjoy. Something that comes up on this podcast often is the fact that we, you know, we're very layered. And if we keep going down from matter, we're eventually going to get down to energy and electricity. How, how much of a part would you say that electricity plays in our existence? Well, I would say that it is the only force that uh, humanity knows in this current stage of their development. Mm. Their development is very, very limited. So they are dealing with electric electricity because they can only uh, relate to the vibration wave. They're not relating to the radiation wave, which is back of and superior to the vibratory wave. The radiation wave is pure. The vibration wave in theology is described as impure. It's the God of the, the impure world. Mm. So you're probably differentiating electricity from magnetism, which is what I do. And if you are, well, then that's correct. That's the correct way to do it. Magnetism is superior to electricity. It is the mother of electricity. Mm. It is 10 billion times more powerful than electricity. Thank you, Faraday and Maxwell and Steinmetz and all the greats. Uh, it is a radiation wave. It is pure white light. It has no vibration to it. It does not decay. It is forever expanding. It is radial, mm. hence radiation. Uh, and electricity is a hybrid. But it is responsible for producing all of the material world. Mm. Magnetism does not penetrate into the material world. It is providing the energy for it. It's providing the radial pressure. And then the vibration, which is a transverse wave, that is what creates the illusion yeah. of time and space because you've got wave amplitude and wave length. Wave length is time, 
wave amplitude is space and only electricity can do this. So the materialists, their primary mode of seeing the universe is through electrical eyes, vibration. Yeah. Now, Santos, would you say that when we go deep into meditation and, and some of us can become self-realized as the term sometimes is enlightened, is this why light, light can be seen by people that reach these states? Yeah. Yeah. White light is pure light. It is the other half of the yin and yang, which is black and white. Black light is dielectricity. White light is magnetism. Mm. So even though white light is a, a pure light, it is divine. Mm. It is uh, creative. It is God light. Yes. Nonetheless, the black light is the true light of our uh, resting source because white light is motion. And if you go to the white light, as they like to talk about in uh, the afterlife experience, well, this will only bring you, project you back. It's a projecting light. It projects you back into motion, into the world of motion. Everything in this world is in flux. Right. It's always moving. You see everything, right. all the atoms. Animation. Yeah, animation. Anima means soul. And white light is the soul. It animates. Mm. So, and animal comes from soul, which we are. We are animals because we are animated by white light. Black light, <laughs> black white light will bring us back into rest. And black light holds the, uh, the key to its modality. If you look at the word black, you remove the uh, the B, and then you have the word lack because there is no lack in black light. It uh, has everything, and it's and that's the light you go back to when you remove the L. Now, now you have the word back because you go back to the black light. If you remember that, you'll find that the true Teachers of transcendental science always taught, do not go to the white light. It's good light. It's beautiful light, but it's the light of projection. It's the light of unrest. And if, and this was highlighted in an ancient book called the Tibetan Book of the Dead. I would say so, yes. Yeah. I haven't read that book, but uh, yeah, I would say it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we need the white light. The white light is... <clears throat> has all colors in it so when white light is refracted through a prism you can see its true nature when it's yeah. differentiated is that it holds all the colors right see, whereas black has no color it's there are no colors in black and white is all colors so they are the yin and yang the co-eternal principles of creation right where mm -hmm, where the black energy they call it black energy dark matter dark energy all of this dark stuff that scientists now are talking about everything black 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 
And the reason is because they're pointing us in the right direction. The source is black. Force is white. Mm. So when they're in Star Wars, when they say, may the force be with you. Yeah. Well, again, this is very good to have the force, the white light, but better to have the source. The sorcerers are the ones who don't need force because they have a separate, well, another kind of magic, which is superior to the magic of the world of motion, which is mm. really uh, an illusion. And the reason being is because it's temporal. The vibratory wave is temporal. It decays. It can never keep going unless sustained by resonance. And that's why they have all these resonance buildings around the earth, temples, cathedrals, uh, altars, and all kinds of magnetic attracting structures along ley lines because they were creating resonance on the earth to keep the earth in paradise state. This was in Tartaria in the ancient days. Tartaria was destroyed because what they wanted, the Jesuits, when they started dismantling the magnetic grid and to set up the electrical grid, was to destroy the earth, to destroy her resonance, because man was able to keep the transverse wave and materialism in perpetual, in a state of perpetuity. You see, we were, we were learning how to keep the transverse wave, the temporal wave, propagating through time and space with resonance. Mm. Only, only resonance can keep that wave from decaying, whereas the magnetic radial wave doesn't need resonance. Right. It is, it's the original resonance. The Jesuits were able to infiltrate all nations and all buildings and cities and to remove certain key stones from the edifices to change the frequency and then to disable this resonance situation that was going on in the earth. And everyone was healthy, everyone was conscious, everyone was awakened and everyone was using their magic, their power. Everybody had their power. We were all musicians, we were all able to... Creative. Yeah, we could do everything. Everything was within our within our reach. You see, so they call this they, creation, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, creation is made up of three words: Kronos, Rhea, and Tor. Creator. Uh, mm. So that is Kronos, his consort Rhea, time and space, and their son Jupiter the maker of torus fields of atoms of form so you've got time space and form that's the holy trinity creator chronos rhea and jupiter and so uh with resonance the resonance chambers which are what cathedrals were they were able to elevate the health and the consciousness of the being and mm. to restore it. Every time you, you would go on a pilgrimage down the ley line, up the hill to the temple, the minister there would uh, administer the rites and the healing rituals and you would be restored. And so mm. your body would not decay because it does decay without mm. these resonance chambers. 
So our trick is to get back to them and re-establish that magnetic grid. If we can do that in time, none of us will need to perish and continue dying, all this dying and stuff. What will happen is rather than them controlling death and our lifespan, remember before the flood, it was supposedly a thousand years. Then God changed the lifespan of man down to 120 years. Yes. You know, if you, yeah. if you live... Uh, you know, 80, 80 years these days, you've done well. So if we can get a hold of those edifices that are still up and restore them to the original use, all of us will, will have the power to live forever. And not that we will, we won't have to, because what we used to do in ancient times was we would be able to decide when we would die and we would just leave this body and, and they would take care of it, they would embalm it and they'd put it in a nice tomb for us to remember us. And if ever we should want to come back, that body that was embalmed was kind of like a... Uh, vehicle. A, yeah, like a vehicle or a GPS point that we could, you know, we could say, oh, yeah, there we are. Okay, we're going to go back to those old atoms and just... It, we wouldn't actually actually resurrect that body you wouldn't need to but you just need that you know it was just a it was just there as as a as like a file hmm. for you to come back to this medium if you wish to otherwise you can just leave this medium forever depending on your good works and your good soul if you have a good soul you can go back to vrindavan which means you can go back to the uh we in the west we call that the um Elysium fields, the Elysian fields, or the Imperium. The Imperium is where the gods dwell, the, the blessed ones dwell with God. So you can go there, you can live forever there, you know. And you don't have to come back into materialism. You don't have to live on the sphere of Jupiter or Saturn or the moon. You don't have to live on these inferior planes where there is always pleasure and pain, mm. and suffering and death. Always, no matter how long you live, see on the moon, you can live for a hundred thousand years in Jupiter. You can live for a million years, but it's still a million years of, of suffering. And eventually you will die. Now we could be reincarnated to uh, something on another planet. Is that correct? I wouldn't use the word reincarnated, but resurrected. Okay. Uh, okay. We, yeah, because we wouldn't have flesh. Khan is carnal is flesh. So you wouldn't reincarnate, but you would, um, you would be able to live there, yes, as a uh, as a being. You know, you will live in your unconditioned state, mm. and you only get to live in places where you are worthy. You see, if you, if you don't have the currency, if you don't buy the gold, as it says in Revelation, buy gold from me, so you can, you know, you can live forever. You can live with me in the heavens. Uh, that has that's in reference to good works the works of your soul and karma. Be, yeah. Well, what you do in your Dharma, right? Not so much your karma, what, what your Dharma is, how you are living. Uh, as, yeah. Right now. Are you a liar? Are you deceiving people? Are you uh, promiscuous in your sexual behavior? Because this is absolutely condemned. Are you um, a drunkard? Are you a glutton? You know, all of these things are condemned and people who practice those, they will always reincarnate in planes where these gross practices are being practiced. Mm. That's fine. Some people choose to do that. You know, they want to 
they want to be sexual forever. They want, um, you know, pornography is, is their only way of expressing sexuality. So, yeah, uh, I've heard I've heard one guru say that you know our our one of our objectives is to drop sex so that it, it's not on our mind when we die. And if we die and sex is on our mind, then that's that's not so good of a thing. No, exactly. So this is the thing. Uh, it's the kind of sex as well that you are practicing. You can be practicing white tantra, which will get you anywhere in the universe. It yeah. will make you holy. So you won't need to worry about, oh, am I going to reincarnate or what have you. It's gross polyamorous, promiscuous, pornographic, black tantric, ejaculatory sex, which will keep you on the plane of the animals where you will forever perish and suffer uh, damnation. Because Mm. this is damnation where we are here. We've been damned by certain limitations and conditions. That is not, that's limiting. That's a damnation. Right. And so how we got here was through those very lusts, because as the the legends tell us, Saturn made this world because Saturn was lustful and Saturn wanted lustful sex. Hence, this world was born through his loins. Hmm. And that's the only reason why it was created was because of lustful sex, you see. So now we have to, because we were born in that, we have to transmute that now. We have to grow out of that. And that is what our aim is, to purify. That's why the Bible says, do not be misled. Hmm. Fornicators and people who practice loose conduct will not inherit God's kingdom. That's right. Purity right. is the way to inherit God's kingdom. Purification, detox, get it all out, physical and mental. Yeah, and sexual. So keep going with your question. I'll be listening. I just got to get my tea, which is just over here at the corner. Okay. Yeah, sure. Sure. So something that comes up in, in your seminars a lot is the Taurus field. And I was wondering if, you know, they say when an an enlightened master, when you get in the presence of an enlightened self-realized master, you can feel the presence is what they usually call a Buddha field. I was wondering, this Buddha field that is spoken of, is that the Taurus field? Yep, absolutely. There's only one field, brother. There's only one field. And the field is inside of every atom. It's called the plane of inertia. Mm. An atom is a Taurus field. That's... That's what an atom is. It's the toroidal field. The, what Ken Wheeler calls the reciprocating processional hyper, hyperboloid torus field. Mm. I'll go back to that in a minute. Reciprocating processional hyperboloid torus field. I would add another ingredient to that, the plane of inertia. Mm. The plane of inertia runs through the middle of the Taurus field. It's, it's where the lines of force are either coming into it or going out of it. It's the point of transcendence. It's the transcendental point where everything is coming out of the black hole or going back into the black hole. That's it. And that field, that plane of inertia, that is the field. 
and that field is stronger in the magician that field will protect you everywhere you go you'll have angelic protection if that field is strong the way to destroy that field is to lose your chrism by ejaculating it and disrespecting the chrism which will give you charisma so you see a lot of these people they're all depleted they're walking around like oh i haven't got any strength to even lift right. my finger and pick my nose you know <laughs> sort of they're weak and they're just and they're not only physically weak they're spiritually ethically and morally weak they're mm. cowards they don't stand for anything they stand for no nothing and fall for everything types these are people who bring weakness into the world because and they deplete themselves because they squander their oils mm. in blasphemous uh ejaculatory sex which i don't know how anyone in their right mind can think that practicing that kind of sex has any value men for instance have to fall asleep the moment they've had right. five minutes five minutes of ejaculatory sex yeah they're, they're leaking their energy yeah whereas someone like me i can go all day long someone has to say stop <laughs> that that's enough because just build energy right right my partner will just have to say stop that's 14 14 hours please stop there's no sleeping there's no not even a contemplation of thought and it's not about sex like most people think you know thrusting about like a monkey no it's sacred pure effects yes. yeah transcendental sex where every moment of it is like an orgasm filling the body filling the field it's yeah. just you're in god's presence on the you're having sex at the throne of god not at the throne of satan where all kinds of blasphemous ejaculatory you see wherever there is ejaculatory sex there are multiple demons it's demonic pornography mm -hmm. it's demonic people think oh yeah we'll just have an ejaculation because that's it's cute you know we like that kind of sex all you're doing is inviting demons into your life because they love to see humans squandering the christ yeah. because we've been given a certain amount of christic chrism just as we've been given allocated a certain amount of breaths when we expire our last breath we die and the same is with the oils that come from our cerebrospinal nervous system called the chrism mm. so the, we've only been allocated a certain amount and that chrism is called the christ the oil of the christ mm -hmm. and demons demons love to watch couples have sex and squander that they are always there present you see and that's why they love having that kind of sex because the demons come into them and possess them and they feel more passion and more lust and they want more lustful experiences so they go and have orgies and threesomes and all kinds of sex you know they even some people have to have sex with animals they can't they no longer have pleasure with human beings anymore yeah. some people have to have sex with little children they have to rape little babies and kill them and drink their uh their adrenochrome because you know having sex with a, a woman now is not enough and that's because of what happens is the moment you have ejaculatory sex the moment you do demons are in your life mm. and, they, and they're going to want more 
and more and more intense experiences. And you're trapped now forever in a cycle of lust, which you will never, of addiction, no. where you will never be able to escape without, them, without the help of Christ. It's like they, they love it when we're stuck in indulgence. Yeah. Addictions, pleasure. Gluttony, always, too much food, bad food. Yep. They wake up the next day in pain. And so that night they go and get more pleasure. And then right. the next day they've got pain and anger and hatred and toxicity and Stim neurosis and psychosis. Stimulation. And, yep. And the, and the moment you kiss someone, you are now downloaded with all of their hormones and DNA. And now you are thinking like them. You are acting like them. You have all their germs, all their ancestral diseases, all their past toxic partners, hormones and parasites. You have all of their parasites. This is why people change when they get with someone. You know, they, get, they find a new partner, they change. Right. Their, mind, their mind is absolutely changed according to their partners because now they have their partners in them for ever every single person that you have kissed and exchanged dna you have given them your soul and you are eating their soul for ever this ever. is why the bible says be faithful to your one partner because you will become one flesh when you marry the moment you kiss someone see Kissing someone is a contract. It's a contract. Hmm. When you kiss someone and you receive their fluids, their, their saliva, you have signed a contract eternally with them that you will be one with them. And you'll never be able to get out of it. It's just impossible. Wow. You cannot do it. That's, that's, why, that's heavy. This is why prostitutes do not kiss their clients. Hmm. Okay. They, put, they put condoms on. They do not take any DNA from their clients. It, wow. it's, and that's by law, the prostitutes have to have condoms, but by practice, they never, ever kiss their clients because they know what happens. They know it dilutes their souls. So Santos, I've heard you say before that astrology is the mother of all science. Why is that? And what's the role of astrology in the Bible, the Vedas, the Zohar, and so on? Well, all the scriptures come from astrology. They're, they're all alluding to it or they're all veiling it. But because scripture is a subtle teaching, it's... Um, it's a script. Yeah, scripture is not going to say, oh, uh, we're all about astrology. It's not going to tell you what it's about. It's, it's going to be presented in such a divine way that people will marvel when they read scripture and they'll always be thinking, well, what is this? Oh, how, how come it elevates my consciousness? How come this information is pleasing to me? How come I want to seek this information, but I don't understand it fully? Well, that's because it is always alluding to something. And it's alluding to nature and God and the creation and that the creation is 12-fold. Hence, we have the dodecahedron, the master polyhedra of the universe. Mm. And we have carbon-12 throughout all the universe. All the universe is made of carbon-12. And so we have 12 systems in the body. We have 12 cranial nerves. Mm. We have 12 
uh, nerve endings in the solar plexus. We have uh, 12 is, is throughout. 12 numbers on a clock. <laughs> yeah, we have 12 musical notes, chromatic notes. We have the 12 chromatic colours. And uh, the rainbow colours are, are seven, but we always have this play between 12 and seven, 12 and seven. And in the Quran, in Bhagavad Gita, in the Bible, there's always these two favourite numbers of God. You see? So 12 and seven, 12 chromatic notes, seven diatonic notes. And why is this? Well, because this is the, the number system mm. of the universe. The universe is made of number. It's made of numbers and letters, which we would call gematria or gematria or geometry, which is the same word. Think about it. Geometra, gematria. It's the same word. Right, right. <laughs> if you can't see that, well, you, you don't want to. But anyone who wants to can see that geometry and gematria, numbers and letters, are behind everything in creation. And so a toroidal field will have 12 30-degree segments along its cyclical wave pattern. So energy will come. Let me get a whiteboard. Hang on. Sure. I've got an old lesson on here from the other day. <laughs> you and your whiteboards. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I use a lot of whiteboards myself. I, they're one of the better inventions. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I don't know what I'd do without them. All right, so let's go down about there. So what we have, Taurus fields. Pretty much like this, you have a center here. And then what you have here is we have a plane of inertia going through here. Now, if you look, if you look at the work of, say, Ken Wheeler, uh, Ken Wheeler is, has a channel on YouTube called Theoria Apotheosis. And there he shows uh, with a magnetic viewing film he gets a battery, uh, sorry, a, a magnet. Here is a magnet. I have a biomagnetic healing magnet here. And what you will have is you will have a plane of inertia like this and you will see lines of force going like this. And these lines are convergent and centripetal. And these lines here are divergent and centrifugal. And they always meet here in the center. And what you have is Walter Russell explains redshift, blue shift, two spirals, two uh, vort vortices. <clears throat> and as the energy radiates. Here is radiation. Here is gravitation. Not gravity, gravitation. Thank you, Walter Russell. Radiation, redshift. 
right turning red shift energy very important to understand this very important the three r's stand for red right uh and radiation mm. that's what radiation is radiation is in 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 this in this uh sense this kind of electrical radiation because this is electricity right okay so and this is an atom this is the neutron it's the dielectric field so you have three field modalities dielectric. We, have, we have millions of these trillions yep in us yeah yes Ma dielectricity magnetism and electricity the hybrid of dielectricity black light and white light and electricity is red and blue mm. i've seen some blue <laughs> red and blue i was going to ask you about blue okay so this is radiation right turning red shift and this is gravitation left turning blue shift converging going back to the field this is the field this is god god is the field mm. this and you will learn this from the uh from the yin and yang yeah taoism yeah they're telling you dielectric field rest and motion mm. rest and motion magnetism mag in sanskrit means to move and it's feminine it's white light i was just going to say that it's male and female you got a male and female yeah so and in the center here you would have green i would say green because if you look at this as a human being they have a torso a torso is another way of saying taurus right right so at the bottom of your torso you have a red chakra and at your throat you have a blue chakra just like the rainbow yeah. your torso made of atoms anatomy knows all about red shift blue shift everywhere you go all forms are red shift blue shift mm. hence you've got red pill blue pill red blood blue blood roses mm. are red violets are blue republicans are red democrats are blue mm. red police siren blue police siren mm. red hot water blue hot water a uh, cold water why because those are the colors yeah. of the material world and polarity <laughs> right on <laughs> that's great and that's your heart and your heart has a green chakra with 12 petals and that is the field so when you when you respect the chrism the christ in you and you do not squander any of those fluids now 
you are strengthening your field. Now you are the magician. Now you are protected by the angels, the angles of your chart. Yeah. That's, that's what the angels are. They are intelligent, conscious angles that come into your chart and protect you. See, when you know astrology, the mother of all science, mm. and when you know your own chart, you know which angels, angles, are protecting you. For instance, the angels that protect me are the sun and Mars. I have the sun in Aries, the cerebrum, and I have Mars in Leo, the heart. That's called a reciprocation, and they're trining to each other by a three-degree orb. Mm. That reciprocation protects me, protects my, my head and my heart because I have a trine from Mars in my heart to Aries in my head. And since the sun is the ruler of Leo, the heart, and Mars is the ruler of Aries, the head, they are in each other's signs. They are reciprocating. Even though the sun exalts in Aries and, and loves being in Aries and Mars loves being in Leo, a fire sign, mm. their domiciles are opposite. Mars rules here, Aries, and sun rules uh, the heart, mm. uh, Leo. So that reciprocation, that protects me. So it's important to know the good, the good angles, angels in your chart so that you know when you're out there in the dangerous world, you know how much power you will have and how much angelic protection you will have when you go out and speak truth. Yeah, I, I just wanted to bring something up that one of my favorite people to study is Meister Eckhart going back to the late 1200s, early 1300s. Of course, the church tried to put him to death because he was breaking down Christianity in a different type of way. One of the things he talks about, Santos, is that God is the universal force, and he always refers to God as a male, and then he refers to the soul, his soul as a formless force, inside every human he always refers to it as a female her yes. and then he would talk about the male and the female as long as you become empty and let god in he talks about the, the god male merging with the female soul and creating the son of god within you and he would say that we every human being has the potential to give birth to their own jesus Christ. Yes. The church yes. did not like this. <laughs> no, no. See, the Father, the Father is the Spirit in you. Mm. And that that is the Spirit. Right. The mother, the goddess, is the soul in you. You are a spirit soul. Some people differentiate between the two or um separate the two you don't need to you can't be just a spirit and you can't just be a soul you are a spirit soul mm -hmm. and 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 that's because that's that's the spirit and that's the soul right. here here this is the body the electrical part 
Remember I said creator. Uh, let's have a look at that. Tor is the torus field, and that's the torus field, the torso. That's the physical part of you. That's the sun. It's in your heart. The heart is the son of God. That's why Jesus is always pointing his sacred heart. He's always pointing to the heart. That's where the son is, mm. the son of God. But you are spirit and soul, and they both come from the field. That's the field. That's the home. That's where God is. That's where you are in the transcendental plane. Mm. And so your body projects like a, a projector on a screen projects from that spirit soul complex entity that you are. Right. So when you, when your body decays because of lack of resonance in the world and the, the hybrid wave vibratory wave energy of electricity can you see that there's yeah. light yeah yeah okay. yeah unfortunately i've got a window in front of me so it doesn't really work very well in this room but um so when that body dissolves you will always go back to spirit soul now that spirit soul you know how they say you can lose your soul or someone you, you, you say, oh, that person's soulless. Well, that's because their field has been depleted through bad practices, gluttony, drunkenness, drugs, bad sex, etc. Mm -hmm. Now, Now, some people in, in their youth, they think they can get away with it, you see, but no, no, it, it'll catch up. <laughs> it always catches up. There's not one instance where you can break the rules in the universe and think that you will not suffer the consequences right. in one way or another, you will do yourself devastating harm, endless, eternal, devastating harm. Even kissing the wrong person will, will bring so much harm into your field that to disentangle yourself from the harm will take all of an eternity. Can we reverse it? Yeah, like of course. If it, uh, it, and is this where self-realization comes in? Is this where enlightenment comes in as potentially the ultimate purpose of every human being? Well, I hope that I can reverse all the bad things I've done. Right. You know, so I'm on that path of, of redemption, of salvation, of uh, what other words can we use here? purification, sublimation, restoration of my, my soul. Because I know I don't have all my power. I'm powerful, yes. But I know there's more to come. Yeah. I, I know that my field is not perfect and that there are holes in my Taurus field where entities uh, manage to um, distract me, uh, harm me and cause me physical and mental and emotional um, suffering. And, and, and I know that I've got a long way to go. Yeah. But, but what I do know <laughs> is that 
I will not deviate from this path and I will not compromise because I know that it is my salvation. It's, it is the way to purity. Yeah. It's the only way. Yeah. So I cannot look to the right or to the left or back to see what anyone else is doing. I have to stay on my path and not necessarily my path. It is the path. It's only mine in reference to where I am on that path, but it is the path. That's right. Uh, yeah. Never let false teachers tell you about your truth and it's your path and it's your way of seeing it. And it's your truth. This is all hocus pocus nonsense to deceive people again and again and again and again. There's only one way. Yeah. The way There's is the only way. One way. And, and, and Jesus called it the way Buddha called it the way Lao Tzu called it the way It's always been the way <laughs> It is the way And <laughs> it's up to the wise ones To find it And the ones who talk about their way And their truth They're not on the truth They're not on the path They're they totally deluded And going the wrong way Right Right mm. Right on man You know yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on the path myself <laughs> And, you know, how much does meditation play a part in, in your life? It's the most important thing. It's the most important thing. And I wish I were more disciplined and did it more. Yeah. I, have my own, mm -hmm, I have my own special meditations. I've, I learned one recently where I can't show you the mudra, <laughs> unfortunately. I can show you one. It's uh, half of the coronado. This is one of the meditations i do there is another one which i was taught that i can only teach in private mm -hmm. and what it does is it forms a pyramid and you put your mudra on your forehead and it activates your your third eye and you make a pyramid with your hand and you put your knees you put your elbows on your knees and mm. your knees so you will have your knees will make the shape of a pyramid together with your hands. So here's the head. There's the torso there. You've got your knees going like this. And then the top of your knees. And with your hands, you're, you're extending that pyramid. So you're making a pyramid like this, which ends, which ends at your third eye and that's where your hands are here these are your arms your elbows are touching your knees right and you your your behind is sitting on the ground mm. so there's the ground there you're sitting down and that i would recommend that kind of meditation but whatever you do be sitting on the ground because you need you need your perineum touching, grounding, touching the ground. All of your power, all of it comes from the perineum. And that's the muscles you squeeze when you become a continent practicer of white tantra, not to let any of the Christic fluids come out of your body. Right. 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 So that needs to be seated on the ground. See, when you do this, you can see what I'm doing there. That's the Kabbalistic tree. Okay. Mm. Tree Here is Malkuth. Yep. Here is Keitha. This is ether. Keitha is ether. 
the fifth element, and earth is the fourth element, the fifth element. Uh, sorry, the first. Then you have water, and you have um, then you have air, and then you have fire. So you see what your hands are doing. That mudra there would be a good one for you to do. That's why people pray like this. Yeah. They go like this. You see, they join all their fingers, the ten sephiroth, and then they pray like this. That's beautiful. Yeah. But if you put that on your head when you're doing this meditation, so what you're doing now is with this mudra that I showed you, you're going from earth to your mystical nature mm. back to the heavens. Yeah. You see the thumbs. That's why we do this thumbs up because the thumb is the ether. And, and, and this is the sign of goodness. This is the sign of perfection. You see, when you do this mudra, you are grounding yourself down to Malkuth, the earth. Yeah. When you're doing this, you are emotionally stabilizing yourself, mentally stabilizing yourself, intuitively stabilizing yourself. Energy. This is the energy frequency of fire. Fire, mm -hmm. air, water, earth. And so that's why all these mudras achieve certain things. Here's one where you can do this, where you're bringing everything together, mind, emotions, sense, intuition, everything comes together. Yeah. So it's very important to learn these mudras yeah. and hold those circuits, make those circuits, electrical mm -hmm. circuits in your body. Yeah. And all you have to do is be still for at least 10 minutes, yeah. but really, really be still and penetrate the stillness. Yeah. There you will tap in to your source, that's which right. will give you more force. That's why I, that's when you were going over to colors. That's why I got a little excited when you said blue, because I've seen blue in meditation, seen purple. Yeah, me too. <laughs> mm -hmm. People, you know, the average person has no idea what they can see if they just go deep, deep, deep inside themselves and shut the mind off. It's just, it's hard to go back to regular television. I'll tell you that much. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't go to the movies. People say, Oh, have you seen this movie or that movie? I couldn't be bothered. I haven't yeah. gone to movie. Last movie I went to was with my son was avatar. And even that was boring. And I thought, yeah. I'm not going to come back to movies. They're all so stone marvelous, <laughs> boring. I'm going to sit at home and meditate. That's right. And create movies that are billions of times more ecstatic than anything Ditto. Hollywood can ever produce. Ditto. Sorry, I'm different. So Santos, uh, we're kind of wrapping up here. We're running out of time. So I do have some important questions that I plan to ask you, and I want to get to that. How game-changing do you think it was when Constantine got together with that council in around 300 AD and started playing around with the scriptures? How much did that change our existence, even all the way to today in 2020? Mm. Well, what it did, all he did was he set up Christendom. A corporate structure for Christianity because in the West, 
everyone was Christians. The Druids were Christians. The Hermetists were Christians. The Neoplatonists were Christians. A lot of people will, um, will, will laugh at me saying that and they'll just say, oh, that's ridiculous. The Druids were Christians. Oh, the Nordics were Christians. They were all Christian. Christianity is the science of light and they were all practicing the science of light. The only thing Constantine did was he corporatized it and, and gave it a political structure. He politicized. So, it, and it was done before. The Babylonians did it. The Egyptians did it. When, when you go, when you depart from the true way and you start politically and commercial, commercially manipulating religions and you put them under a corporate structure, then that's when they start to degenerate. So Constantine began what was called Christendom mm. and hence the Christians became Christendom mm. because the political Christianity of Constantine giving it a structure, hence they would have to now uh, fight in uh, crusades and inquisitions. Right. You see, how can you have a crusade if you don't have Christendom and people who believe they have to defend Christendom, not Christianity, Christendom, mm. because Dom is a dominion, the dominion of Christ. How can Christ have a dominion and how can it be in Europe when it's all over the universe? Christianity is universal. It is the universal science, which I teach, which is Christianity, which is syncretism. So it's mm. everywhere. Another way of calling Christianity is Buddhism. Hinduism, yeah. Judaism, but it's all Christianity. Right. Okay. So, so when you now uh, are born in Europe, now you belong to Christendom, you have to defend. Oh, the Muslims are coming and, and they're going to destroy Christendom and our heritage. Well, all they're alluding to is the political heritage, not this, the religious and cultural that Christianity gave the Europeans. It's a political thing that they're protecting and, and, and a power structure. So, and that, that can never mix. Mm. It can never mix. That's why Christ said, my kingdom is not of this world. Right. Don't, don't ask me to be your king. Right. My kingdom is not of this world. This world mm. is, this world is where stupid people do stupid things, buying and selling, eating and drinking until the flood comes and sweeps them all away because they're so stupid. It, we, we come from a different, we are from a different place. That's we right. know our original, our original home is in the transcendence and we never lose that hope and we, and we are warriors for that and we are truthers for that, trying right. to teach our our brothers and sisters on this plane to wake up from this delusion. You don't belong to Christendom. You don't belong to a church. You belong to the transcendence. No church can, can put a label on you. Yeah. We're just a part of the whole. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I just, I feel like, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, the, the Vatican sort of hijacked the teachings and kind of, like you said, created a, their own little government. Yeah, it's, it's a commercial enterprise. They're, they're, they're asking for donations and they're getting them. 
yeah. from all their stupid little dupes that go to their church, you know, the widows might, you know, uh, you'll have widows and they prey on the widows more than the rich people. The rich people, they put a coin in, you know, they just put a few coins in just token. Oh yeah, here we go. A couple of notes, put them in the basket, but then they look down and they wait to see what's that little widow in the corner going to put in. She better put everything she's got. And if not, we're going to go and pay her a visit and you know browbeat her as to why she wasn't in church donating because all the cardinals at rome you know they hadn't got enough ferraris and lamborghinis and and mansions and 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 little boys to rape you know they've got thousands of little boys that they 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 bring into their homes rape them murder them drink their adrenochrome and and they've got enough money to pay for all of this people trafficking that's all the vatican's doing they're they're child murdering eating adrenochrome blasphemous i heard someone call them uh caca <laughs> <laughs> one more again <laughs> Cacatocracy. You... there you go okay we, okay the rulers over us they're not the illuminati they're not nice people they are cacatocracy because they are the caca mm. i call them I coined in 2012, I coined the uh, expression, um, the phrase, pimpocracy. There are a mm-hmm. bunch of pimps and they pimp off of the little widows and the orphans and they make sure that they put the orphans in there so they can rape them and, and, and steal their, their energy. How much power does the Vatican have in the entire world? Well, look what it's doing to the whole world. It's turned people into stupid idiots just foolish foolish idiots who follow any kind of teaching global warming uh you know they're they're all saving their water now because the global warm the climate change and all of this utter bullshit and people Mm. are following all of this they're burning up australia and people can't see that's how stupid they are because of the jesuits and the vaticans dumbing them down they can't see that they're trying to burn the countryside, put people in the streets so they can uh, zap them with 5G technology and control everything they do. They're not seeing how they're walking straight into a perfect control grid to their ultimate utter destruction and, you know, getting vaccinated with all kinds of toxic poisons Mm -hmm. which are destroying their children, which are poisoning them. And all of these poisonous and disgusting practices that dentists and doctors, so-called, are practicing on unsuspecting stupid people who've been dumbed down because they get educated and dumbed down in the schools. Mm. And yet the guy that they're worshipping, Jesus the Christ, told us that the kingdom of heaven is inside of us. Yeah. It's right there. It's been there the whole time for all these years oh yes but of course they'll turn that around and say i don't know but you have to come to this jehovah's witness church if you want to be saved not the baptist one over there they serve the devil and of course the baptists across the road they're laughing at the jehovah's witnesses across the road telling their dupes the seventh day advents over there and then the the mormons over there so-called christians are so deluded yes you know that their own uh their own brand of jesus in fact the bible says that christianity divided is not christianity 
Uh, oh, it also says to be still. They they passed over that. <laughs> yeah. You know, I I just like if you're gonna get to what it really means, I like Meister Eckhart a lot. Uh, even some of the saints, there's just there's it's all there. They're just skipping over it, man. You know. Like that one you mentioned, and mm-hmm. uh, Saint Augustine, uh, yeah. Eusebius, most Saint Paul, yeah, Saint Paul, yeah, they're all they're all great illuminists, you know. Yeah, the scriptures, the scriptures are beautiful. It's just the the interpreters of them that are not. That's right. The priests, the pastors. Yeah. Now, why do they call themselves pastors when they don't speak about the astors? Right, right. Yeah, man, I I prefer Zen myself. You know, just sit there, be quiet, go within yourself, stay in the present moment. And eventually, if you do it long enough, something's going to (laughs) happen. Well, you see, that's what Buddhism is all about. It's hermeticism. Yeah. In the West, we call it Hermes. Hermes is Buddha. Uh, In Judaism, it's Moses because he had the two tablets just like Enoch had his two tablets, Enoch, Moses, it's all the same word, Buddha, uh, Toth, it's all the same word, and it's Christianity. Now, Buddha is the body, and the right. tree that they sit under to meditate, that's the, the nervous system, the tree which has its bulb, its roots in the cerebellum, chorus, mm-hmm. and the vagus nerve and all of that, that is the tree, the spinal column with the lumbar, the lumbar on the spinal column, meaning tree. That is the tree you sit under to meditate with your Buddha body. And if you don't, you will forever be noisy and you'll forever be recycling in these cycles of necessity, yep. forever being reincarnated and pulled back into the gross worlds to suffer pain, misery, right. and death and anger. forever yeah. and ever and ever. And they'll never see the light. And isn't the light so beautiful? Yeah, it is. To be illuminated is powerful. It is powerful. so empowering. My power comes yeah. from my intelligence and my enlightenedness, my yeah. Christianity, and by practicing all everything correctly there is a correct way and there is a wrong way and i am on the correct path hence i am restoring my power and getting more and more powerful every day that's right how would you describe syncretism to someone who doesn't know what it is syncretism is to be able to intelligently integrate and unify all fields of human knowing of human knowledge okay to be able to understand alchemy, astrology, theology, all by integrating them and knowing that they are all from the same field. They all come from the field. And there is only one field and there is only one knowing. Right. To fragment the knowing. For instance, I'm a linguist. I speak eight languages to varying degrees. English will be number one. Calabrian number two, Italian three, Spanish, Portuguese, French, Japanese, Greek. Mm. And to varying degrees, as I said. Now, because I speak Portuguese, does that diminish my English? 
No. Do I betray my English? Mm -mm. Have I betrayed my, my mother tongue? No, not at all. I'm still speaking it. I still know it. I can never unknow it. By mm. learning another, I don't harm myself. I enrich myself. Mm. Hence, by learning the most sacred language there is, which is in all the scriptures, including the Bible, astrology, you are only enriching your field because you don't have to believe any of it. You don't have to believe in astrology. You don't have to believe in English. You only have to know it. Well, belief, belief, belief is a hell of a drug anyway. So. Yeah. I don't believe in Italian. I speak it. I know right. it. Right. I don't believe in astrology. I speak it. I know it. Yeah. So the, this is where they get afraid. Oh, I'm a Pentecostal. Uh, you can't believe in astrology. You'll, you'll go to hell. Well, no one's asking you to believe in it. You, you just have to know it. You're not going to go to hell if you learn Portuguese and, and mathematics and science and things yeah. and put them all in your head so that you know them. You just mm. know them. Mm. You don't have to believe them. It's just so sad. It's so sad, the state of the mental state of mankind and the mental and physical. You, you can see it reflected. You see people, they're all out of shape. Right. You go down the street and you see people, they're all out of shape. My body, <clears throat> I can tell you, when I stand, my body is exactly the same body I had and have since I was a teenager. Mm -hmm. I have never had a belly. I've never had a slope. I've never had any deformation in my body. I have had integrity and of shape in my body. It's because my mind has been healthy. My emotions have been healthy and my spirituality and my purpose and my correct way of living. Well, if I'm not mistaken, you're also into natural health, which is my field. Veganism, which Veganism. is the only, only diet of attention. And you practice fasting as well, correct? Always. I'll be fasting on the 6th of this month, January. Mm -hmm. It's called Ekadashi. I follow the uh, Hindu system of Ekadashi, mm. 11 days after the new moon. 11 days uh, after the full moon or four days before the new moon or four days before the full moon. Either one, it's the same day. That is the day when you do not need to eat. Mm. But I also do fasting on my personal new moon when the moon is in my sun sign, Aries. Whenever the moon is in Aries, that's when I'll be fasting. And the universal new moon. So the next new moon will be, I guess, uh, in Aquarius next month in February. Okay. That's the universal new moon. I will also be fasting because when the moon is in the new moon stage, it's like the menstruation, the woman, it's, she's bleeding, right? So that's the moon bleeding at the new moon. Those three days when you don't see the moon, you can't see it. And that's, that's a time when we need to pause and give our bodies a break. Fasting is the best way to heal. Mm -hmm. I did a 62-day liquid fast once and uh, I healed a lot of things. That was in Aries and Taurus, April and May of this year, uh, last year. Mm. 
And they were tough months. I had some other emotional things going on. But I tell you, if I didn't do that, I would never have found the health that I found in June after I did an animal deworming protocol, then mm-hmm. benzodol, then mm-hmm. benzodol, dog dewormer, okay. and ivermectin, a horse dewormer. If you don't deworm your That's parasites, right. friends, you will go out of shape. You will go out of mind because yep. the worms, the parasites are now getting into people's brains and burning holes through their brains. Yeah. People, yeah, brain surgeons now are finding people with many, many multiple holes in their brains. Some people, when they take this dewormer, they pull worms out of their out eye. Out of their eye, yeah. No, worms. when I, the first thing I was taught in natural health school was you have to deworm your client. So, yeah, <laughs> there it is. Fast and deworm. Yep. Fast and deworm. Yep. It's the secret, the key to health. I would not be alive. I would be not here talking to you now, Kevin. If I didn't do the fasting in April, May, and if I didn't do the deworming in June, July, mm. August, I restored my health. Uh, admittedly, I now am itching again. The itching has come back. I did go to Texas last month to get some uh, treatment by a guy called uh, Mike Chapala, and it didn't do anything for me. He mm. claims he can... He can cure uh, limes and morgellons and all of that. And if I do have that, well, he didn't cure it. But um, I'm I'm actually uh, getting relief by watching my diet and not having grains. So oh, just, yeah, a, yeah. just a tip to people out there: if you're having itching problems, just avoid grains, especially wheat. Do not have them. I find that the moment I even put a little bit of wheat in there, I just start itching and having allergic reactions. Yep. Yep. No, I, I'm a, I'm a fruit guy, high fruit. So yeah, I'm uh, going fruit. I'm yeah. going frugivore soon. When I move to Nicaragua next month, at the end of February, after a trip into Mexico, uh, where I'm going to see a shaman for some healing mm. in Acapulco, uh, I will then go and live in uh, Ometepe Island in um, Nicaragua, and I'll just be doing fasting, fasting and fruit. That's it. That's all we need, brother. Mm-hmm. Here's my last question, Santos, and this doesn't even come from me. My good friend, one of my best friends, also named Kevin. We'll call him Kevin number two. He's the one that put me on to you many years ago. He said, you got to check out the Santos guy. He's got the whiteboard. He breaks everything down, syncretism. So I contacted him the other other day. I said, if you could ask Santos one question, what would it be? And this is what he asked. He said, ask, I would ask him what he still wonders about beyond what's been revealed in syncretism. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm waiting for that. Every day I get downloads and they're always divine. Always. I call them downloads. I don't call it channeling. Right. And I've had them since 2007, and that's how I've come to where I am with my syncretism. Otherwise, I'd be dead. I'd be lost, depressed, probably commit suicide. Who knows? Who knows? Mm. Syncretism has saved me. It's the only thing that gives me bliss every day. But in knowing what I know, I know how little I know and how much I don't know. So I am always eager every day to invite the gods to download me with the Akashic records and the Mm. knowledge 
that I long for. I've always, always longed for all knowledge to know everything. That's all I long for. There is nothing else on this plane which I desire except for the knowledge that will set me free mm. and will give me my unlimited power again. I want it restored. I want to be who I was in the unlimited planes. So as for how much I don't know and how much will come to me in the near future, uh, if you want to know what that will be, well, I would say stay tuned to Syncretism and my work and my channel, Mr. Astro Theology, because I'm always sharing what new things and new ways and better ways of seeing things as I go. It's been and an evolution, yeah. It has. It's transforming by the day. It's getting better and better. Syncretism's getting better and better every day. Astrology, syncretism, philosophy, mysticism, and and the knowledge is is getting more succinct, um, more digestible, more assimilable, mm. and understandable. Uh, I'm much uh, more coherent in my presentations. I can uh, carry a thought through a lot better rather than flying off on tangents and changing subject. I still do because. Eventually, if you hang in there, I do get back around. I do get back around, even though I go off on tangents and what have you. Uh, but it's getting better. Great. And where can somebody come say hello to you on social media or your website? I like to do Messenger on Facebook and Skype. Skype's my preference. My name, Santos Bonacci, one word is how to get me on Skype. And uh, yeah, I've got time for anyone and everyone, as long as you don't bomb me with questions. <laughs> uh, Unless you're doing a podcast. <laughs> the best, the best way is to go in and book a half hour constellation uh, co um, consultation. Yeah. You can do on my website for 75 bucks a half an hour. Mm. And that's Australian dollars, which means it's about 45 American dollars a half an hour. Right. And, yeah, and usually, you know, I like to stretch that out a little bit. Um, you know, I'm not sort of going to jump you off at a half an hour, but that is the best way. You hit the record button on Skype. You ask all the questions you want. I give you all the materials and resources you need. Mm -hmm. But if you don't have money, that's fine, and you can't uh, book a consultation. Just get on Skype. If you've got a question or two, no more, please. Uh, mm -hmm. But... I'm always there uh, in service, always yes. to anyone who is sincere and really wants to learn syncretism. I'm there for you. Right on. Very cool. Well, man, I really appreciate your time. And uh, I mean, this could have easily been three, four hours, Santos, easily. So yeah. I well, really appreciate it. Track. Yeah, man, maybe once a year, once every six months, we'll do do an update and, and see where everything's going, man, you know? Yeah, for sure. Thanks for listening to Inner Peace with Dr. Reese. If this episode opened your heart, feel free to share on social media and tell your loved ones. Also, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next time. May peace be with you.